And he looked at me, I'll never forget. He goes, Ty, business takes balls. He goes, this is how it works. Out of every 10 deals, only one of them works. All right, everybody, welcome to the Ty Lopez Show. I'm here with Crystal and Francois and Zach, and we're talking about why Crystal is giving away $2.2 million of cryptocurrency this month. Thank you for the sound effect, Zach. Somebody said, what about Litecoin? Um, she's got an artificial intelligence chatbot cryptocurrency on the blockchain, and she's already raised $6 million, and she's given $2.2 million, I'm, and I'm giving away cash on the show. So, Crystal, thanks for being here. And we're going to have to put this very close. Thank you. Francois. This is, we have two very interesting people here. Zach, say hello. Uh, why did you say two interest, interesting people? Because I already know you. Oh. Well, I know them a little bit, but Zach, you're interesting too. Sorry about that. Uh, Ty, are you paying her to be on this? No, but she's paying me $2.2 million. That's, no, not really, but. Thank you for I'm the just sound effect. Keep doing that um, so let's talk about this. Everybody j listening, by the way, little side note I like to remind people if in 2010 you had put $100 in Bitcoin cryptocurrency, today you would have over $75 million. Not bad, right? All of you have been working hard since 2010. You didn't have to if you had just put 100 bucks in. So, Crystal, has, how long have you been in the cryptocurrency space? So I have personally had crypto for a few years, quite yeah. some time. It's four years, I think, is a is a long time. Yeah, four years is a long time. Yeah. I heard about it in 2009. One of my developers was running their computer yeah. overnight at my office, and I used to think he was just pirating software or music. Uh, and he was like, I'm mining Bitcoin. Like, what is that? Huh. If you don't know what mining Bitcoin is, by the way, basically a real simple explanation is you have to verify transactions on cryptocurrency, it's different than like US dollars and euros and pounds. And so there's people that go out there and they do the, they verify these blockchain um, transactions and in exchange, they occasionally win some money. So they called them like miners, kind of like gold miners. Yeah, it's a distributed network. It's kind of like when you would, uh, you know, get like a BitTorrent or get music that a lot of people are sharing all at the same time. You download one file. It's a lot of people are verifying a transaction. So you don't have to have a centralized bank or anybody yeah. else doing it. Yep, it's decentralized. There's guy. There's a lot of. I think the biggest mining country is China. China has the most. All right, let's give away a hundred bucks. Yeah. All right, hold up the cash. I'm doing this for people who pay attention. Hundred dollars. If you had put a hundred dollars in Bitcoin, in what year would you have seventy-five million dollars today? What year did you need to put it in? What year? Not what amount. Here we go. There we go. Here, right here, there's a whole bunch. Cody Voss in 2010. Congratulations, Cody Voss. We're going to PayPal you 100 bucks for paying attention. By the way, at the end, I'm giving away this iPhone. So what's that noise in the background? It's this broad right here. Oh, Francois. Hopping on her phone when we're recording. Francois is watching us live. Watching YouTube. So I'm going to keep giving away Spotify. a lot of money. Now, so you have this app, or we should call it a chat bot. For those of you who don't know, AI stands for artificial intelligence. What do you think, Zach? Is artificial intelligence a robots going to take over? Robots going to take over the world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely uh, think that that. Well, didn't you say it's like twenty one hundred is when they expect it yeah. to? Uh, By the year twenty one hundred, I read a book. There's a good book on artificial intelligence, which says there's a ninety percent chance 
computers will be smarter than humans. Or humans will be computers. The singularity is also possible. So would you put a would you put a little like become a cyborg and put something in your head? Hundred percent. You would? Yeah. You I already put a have chip? a power button in That's like the Oh, look, she has a power button on her arm. That is the mark of the beast. The Bible is true. Zach, can you not say she's the Antichrist, please? I had no. I, Don't I insult had my, my podcast guests. I had my doubts until I sat here. And um, Francois, show him your sense jacket. By the way, so they're giving sense is giving away um, two point two million dollars of coins, and I'm gonna put out a way you guys, if you want a chance to get it, I got a little promotion code. If I if my followers get, do I get like a referral amount of coins too? Absolutely. Oh, good. So you guys will actually help me make some coins too. So let's talk about this sense app because people watching maybe not everybody knows about cryptocurrency but they just want to build like an ai bot what does your what does sense do uh so sense is the currency sense is the uh the value exchange that can go into any chatbot or app and right now the first application is called sensei so that's the that's the chatbot sensei is s-c-n-s-a-y and you can find it on facebook messenger SMS. So uh, you Telegram. can basically on when you're on Facebook Messenger or Telegram, you I saw it like you ask a question and they asked one of them Zach you'll like this. So I'm going to ask you. The question was what's the best pickup line? And then other people on the app and it can be pre-programmed will start giving answers. It's kind of like Siri but but built by millions of people instead of just Apple. That is the best description I've ever heard. Yes. 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 So Sensei connects you. It's a, it's a chatbot network. It connects you to humans, and it's about anything that you want to know. So really, it's uh, it's just connecting you as if the AI was really smart, as if Siri was human and, and could talk back to you. And you could become a guru, right? Mm-hmm. So you could be, if you really are smart about something, what is somebody smart about here? Somebody put ribs. You're smart about ribs? So someone could ask a question like, if you live in Toledo, Ohio, where's the best place to get ribs? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it's going to connect to people who are in Toledo, and maybe it's going to connect to people in Austin or people who've been there before. Um, the AI part of it, it gets smarter about the people. So it learns about, about everything Ty knows and then uh, is able to route those questions to Ty when they come up. And so is basic- it also kind of learning based off of what people are providing as answers? Yeah, it's exactly. Collecting- Thank you, Zach, for just repeating that, that's exactly. what I was, I, I, no, no, I was asking to confirm is that basically <laughs> here's uh, how I'm my just... here's how my friend zach listens she goes <laughs> so basically what this app does is use artificial intelligence to get smarter based on answers zach goes so i've got a question <laughs> no, i didn't say that i was so does this app get smarter i was, I was dumbing <laughs> it down for the dummies out there not for me yeah, so, you, so someone just said Facebook does that. And the difference is that Facebook connects you by your social connections. So it's all the people that you know, the people you went to school with, that you work with. Uh, the difference is Sensei connects you to everybody. So imagine your contact list has access to everyone that you don't know. So it's more distributed. So yeah, there. one of my favorite books on artificial intelligence is called, um, it's, uh, of course, I can't remember the name. Um, I'll remember in one second. Anyway, there's three types of artificial intelligence. Collaborative intelligence is the one that most interests me. So you have cyborgs, which is like number one, like you put a chip in your brain. You have um, the second one you have is supercomputers, like you build these massive mainframes. I mean, they already kind of have this. But the third one is collaborative intelligence. So the idea is if you want to bet, go to Vegas and bet what basketball team wins, like will the Lakers. By the way, your app, your Sensei app, I think is going to be used for making people money because what you could do 
You're in Vegas. You're playing blackjack. You take a picture of what your hand is. They won't let you do that, though, remember? No, but you have you have an, a cyborg eye. So oh. your uh, eye takes a picture of it. Or you have the like Snapchat. Like a Google Glass or yeah, cool. Snapchat glasses. You take it. And basic. I wonder if anybody's done that. You take those Google Glass and you like put a little microphone into your ear that they can't see at the casino. It's not really illegal. The casino wouldn't be happy. And then it could just tell you like, take a hit, take the card, you know, stay. And the idea is collaborate until. Oh, the book by the way is called Super Intelligence. My Mark Bostrom. I just remembered it. Isn't that how intelligent I am? I can't remember the intelligent book, but. Um, I think that that will give you better answers than even a supercomputer. Yeah, exactly. So, look, we're the ones that program the computers, right? So AI fundamentally is built around humans. It's human intelligence that is the core of it. And everything that we do, uh, you know, the, the important part of the way that we communicate, the way, the way we connect is through conversation. Like, all ideas are transferred through conversation. And everything we've ever done in life has been uh, our ability to communicate with each other. So technology is moving that way. Yeah. And everything that we have, we're going to be talking to. And text input is one way. Um, messaging is one way. And, uh, and talking is the other way. So that's really what we're building is the, the ability to leverage conversation, to get smarter, faster, and do it through the human network. So almost like if every brain was a, a database, you know, sitting on this whole network. It is. That's, and you connect them all. Exactly. And that's what blockchain will do. By the way, 100 bucks. I'm going to do a surprise question right now. What is the name? What's the author of the book I just mentioned? I'm seeing who's paying attention. What is the author? Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. Right there. <laughs> this Twitter account is called Bored Ty Lopez. And that's correct. Nick Bostrom. You know how they have. Thank you, Zach, for that. Uh, Zach is running the sound effects over here. Nick Bostrom. You mean who is the author? Isn't that what I said? Yeah. Yes. That's what you said. So let's, add, let's step we back. We could ask Sensei next time. Yeah. So, okay. Could we? Is that an example? You could literally go and ask Sensei yeah. and be like, now you've raised $6 million. For are you you're doing an what's called an ICO, right? Yes. So for those of you listening, ICO, like in the regular old school business, you had something called IPOs, initial public offerings. So like Snapchat did an IPO, Facebook did an IPO. Now you have something called ICOs, which are initial coin offerings. So they call them coins or tokens. It's a way you can raise money in some ways easier and quicker and with less regulations, although the regulation, regulatory bodies are starting to come in, which Crystal's already working on because she has a voluntary, what is it? I've joined the ICO Governance Foundation and I'm helping uh, stand that up from the ground up. So it's really about um, creating standards rather than rules and, yeah. and just letting people know who are putting their money in that the ones they're putting their money in are safe. So you'll see, the, you'll see this come up a lot, and especially if you are in the cryptocurrency world. Really, the reason that we're raising this way is so that we can give a share of the company to everybody involved. Um, the idea is so that you you're use distributing it, it. They can, as opposed to Facebook and Instagram. You and I, we post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the only person that get rich from that for Facebook, of course, is Mark Zuckerberg and the other shareholders. Yeah, by selling your data. Do you know how much yeah. they make every quarter on advertising? How, what's the exact the, number? The, the last number was uh, $8 billion. $8 billion a quarter. On your data. So really what we want to do is we want to give you that money because it's your data, it's your time. And so if you share that and you're willing, uh, it's also your choice, then you can share your data and make money for it. 
Akash Savali is saying, how can we win the coin from Sensei? So what do you have to do to get it? Because I got a referral code. By the way, I just found out if you guys get coin, I get some coins too because you use my referral code. So make sure you don't misspell it. It's Tai, T-A-I, my name is the referral code, right? What's my referral code? There is no referral also, code for Zach. Also, oh. Well, if you can pull up a... Yeah, if you want to refer coin for ta for Zach, just put in T-A-I. <laughs> That's how you do Makes it. Makesense.com. No. Zach wants some of that two point... Zach, if you got 2.2 million in sense coins, and would you cash them in or would you see if they went up in value? I'd see if they went up in value. Well, I, I'd take out a little bit. How much would you take... My oh. gambling debts. <laughs> how much do you own the mafia after me yeah so. zach owes the mafia how much what would, okay. i don't want to say you don't, don't want to go say. on record are they like the italian mafia or like russian mob colombian mob uh well i think they're all in cahoots together is it illuminati I've, I've been to to vegas casinos atlantic city casinos um, uh, native american casinos uh so that you're all a, you're on the hook for all of them uh, yeah i'm the Illuminati is making a coin, I, I, I heard. Wanna, I really? Wanna. So do you believe in the Illuminati? <laughs> um, and Scientology as well. It's going to be the Elrond uh, coin. Are you serious? I'm k totally kidding. But <laughs> What would you do, the Francois, if you get $2.2 in coin, would you cash, try to cash some in or would you just let it ride? I think I'd let it ride. I think it makes more sense to let things ride. We haven't let your voice listen to that radio voice. It's such a good voice. You should be on the radio. Not the face. No, you <laughs> have you have a face for TV and a voice for radio. Although, what have you? Why does your voice sound a little bit like you've been partying? Have you been partying? It is the it is the season to party, and it's been Halloween, so I've been in New York. What, what kind of party did you go to? We went to the box with Simon, uh, the owner of the box, and then we went to Party Monster um, at Tao, and now we're going to go somewhere else what's the craziest <laughs> thing you've ever done when you partied that you'll share shipwrecked a boat hmm. really Mystic. a yacht yeah a 12 person catamaran and were, <laughs> were you sailing it i was part of the crew the two-man crew and you crashed it into a what into a coral reef the um <laughs> the, the dinghy got stuck in the um motor <laughs> and we That's had what she said we had the tail end of a hurricane as well, and I didn't actually have any experience. You got in a hurricane love, in a catamaran? I, I love the image <laughs> uh, of a dozen people partying on a boat, like not paying attention, and then all of a sudden a dinghy getting stuck. <laughs> uh, that's a funny uh, image. It's a very, it's a very funny, funny Oh, let me Snapchat this so people know what we're doing for a second. All right, I'm doing a podcast. Say hello. I got Crystal, Francois, Zach. We're talking about Crystal's app. It's pretty cool. It's cryptocurrency ICO. She's given away $2.2 million in coin, what, this month? Yeah, that's just the existing users. There, there's more to come. And you've raised three, $6 million and have 3 million customers for her artificial intelligence sense app. It's pretty cool. Check out the podcast. We're here. We're rocking and rolling. Makes sense. All right, so um, let's keep going on this. I want to ask you this. You, how long have you been in tech for? Uh, since I was in the crib. So I, uh, you were I've, in the crib <laughs> with, oh, with a Macintosh. By um, the way, check this out. <laughs> Sense rewarding human capital. There's six days left. So you go to sensetoken.com. Where do they put in my referral code on the get notified thing? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Can you tell? 
Yeah. Um, actually, if you just sign up for Get Notified about the sale, you're going to get a, a personal note back and then put in Ty's info. Oh, okay. So you put it in and then you'll get something back. Yep. Sweet. That's put put it, your info in. Right this there? is it. This you is put it. Your this info. is for early access. So it opens up in six days. And at that point, you could put Ty in and go oh, right in. Oh, it doesn't in. open for six days. Yeah, this is the countdown timer. Oh, you got to wait six days. Where do they put my referral? <laughs> you can put it right The referral in. for Zach, if you love Zach, is Ty, T-A-I. Yeah, sense token, S-E-N-S-E. Sense yes. like making sense. Um, I've been coding actually since I was 11 years old. So I've, I was, you know, grew up with computers. The Atari was my best friend. I love all things technology. Um, even had to code, you know, command line and DOS. This is like making me sound old, but to get into my games. So I, I grew up coding and knowing that is just a way of expressing myself and kind of like writing. You know, people learn another language. I didn't learn Spanish or French. I learned, you know, PHP, HTML, and Perl. Zach, what were you doing in the crib? Were you learning uh, PHP? <laughs> no, I was usually flirting with the the girl in the next crib. The nurse. Zach, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I like my women older. Older, yeah. <laughs> like when you're two, you like them thirty. <laughs> Zach likes women who are at least twenty eight years older than <laughs> right. him. That's his primary goal. Somebody said amazing stuff. Someone said she's a coding girl. Someone said they want to raise capital. Okay. I want you to answer this for one millisecond. I have to, I, I'll be back in this room in two minutes, but I want to leave you. It'll be good because I can't interrupt. Zach is now taking over for two minutes. What did you learn raising capital? You raised six million for your company. Somebody listening, because one of the most common questions is how do I get investors? How do I raise money? Can you speak to that and help people? understand the whole process like what's your advice to somebody who has an idea who has a company they want to raise some money absolutely okay raising money is uh very difficult but very necessary um i've had three companies three tech companies and the first one i raised no capital for and uh it, it took a long time to get to profitability i sold that company and used the capital to bootstrap my second company which i then um you know, immediately spent all of my capital for and realized that I could leverage other people's money better than using just my own. You can scale faster, you can build a team faster. Um, it's, a, it's a lot easier when you do have capital. So that's why everybody wants to raise. When I went towards the traditional VC route, I had a lot of uh, institutional investors that I approached and I learned really quickly that, um, you know, you'll take a hundred meetings and, and it, many of them will result in more meetings and it's a very long drawn out process. It's, um, it's something where you, you know, go into it with a product or with at least a prototype. Um, when I went in with a pitch deck, it was one conversation. When I came in with a working prototype, it was another conversation, and it was a lot friendlier. When I had a prototype, what I learned then, too, is it's actually easier to get customers, and you start to go the route of really proving out your business, and you learn that you need less money than you think. Originally, I thought I might need $10 million. I actually only need, needed six. Um, and that was just an infrastructure thing. We, we were scaling so fast that we hit, uh, we started our, our prototype on SMS only. We were the first invisible app on SMS and uh, the only one today that still is a full working product so that basically the 5 billion people who have mobile devices could access it without downloading an app, without having to need data. We wanted to connect the whole world together and so we went for the baseline thing that everybody has. Like messaging is the thing everybody uses. When we started scaling, we got a million users on SMS. I had a six-figure monthly text messaging bill. 
And at that point, we had to raise money. So really raise money when you need it and have a plan um, how you're going to use the capital. Um, don't arbitrarily find some number. You know, like it sounds good that you're raising a certain amount, but really have a roadmap. And if you can show people that and prove that you have a value and do it incrementally, go for the seed round of a million, like I raised a million and a half and then, you know, raise the additional four and a half million after that when we knew we had traction. So I think it's really just um, understand how to use it and, and understand where it's going to go. You know, the, um, the the next step that we did was we went into bots. So in order to cut that cost, we, uh, we have a partnership with Facebook, which we love. Um, we have uh, Telegram, Slack, Kick, and, um, and other messengers were starting to open up in WeChat soon. And we learned that bots were the way to go for communication. So uh, the other thing about raising capital, it sort of it forces you to innovate sometimes when you have a finite amount of it. Right. So sometimes you think some people can raise too much money? I think so. I think it's actually, if you're overcapitalized, it's a detriment because you, you then just go get fancy offices and you focus on the furniture and what are the lamps going to look like. Right. And you forget, you know, like, let's get the swag. Now, we do have amazing swag because, not because we're capitalized, but because we like Show to. Show the swag. We like to wear she got amazing the swag. things. Zach, why aren't you wearing the swag? This I, is I a know. glow one in Vegas. Glow in the dark jacket. You know what yeah, Crystal said? Uh, go talk to and off. said some dude's name. Oh, these ones are technology enabled. So we like to uh, only create what we like to wear. Um, and these have electroluminescent wire in them, so they light up. We can give cool. one away. You on need your show. Zach we needs a, that sweater you're wearing, Zach. Zach. So that uh, that's lit how? With jellyfish. Exactly. Hmm. It's EL wire. It's inspired by Burning Man. Is it? Mm -hmm. Somebody said, don't bother with banks. One of the things that I, I have a buddy, so he rate, well, not buddy, just acquaintances, two guys. In fact, they're kind of annoying. So let me re say this whole story. Sure. These two kind of annoying guys I know, they're on the East Coast. They raised, I think it was either 15 or $16 million for their company. What if okay? right now they're like, that's us? No, I and hope they realize I, I'm, they're doing the annoying it, one. I'm doing it very vague so that if they're listening, they, they won't know. I doubt they're listening. We're on the East Coast. We're dudes. <laughs> we, well, if they raised $16 million, it probably... Yeah, somewhere in the world, two guys raised sixteen million. They then said they went when I first met him, and I'm like, "What are you doing with the money?" They're like, "We have we hired like thirty coders in New York City." Like basically, you don't want to do that because New York City employees are very expensive because you have federal tax, state tax, city tax. You have Social Security. You have to pay so. I was like, they, they literally had 30 coders. Just to put that in perspective, minimum, that's costing you $15,000 a month per. Let's say you're paying them 10 grand a month or 12 grand plus you got benefits, tax. So let's say 15,000. So they have 30. They were spending $450,000 a month on coders and they didn't even know what they were coding. Guess what happened to that company? They raised 15 million and they sold it. They tried to sell it to my buddy for 500 grand. They're like, please. So... What was the domain name? Oh, you can't share I'm that. Not but it, was it say. good? Was it good enough to? Uh, to no. To Why? When that? I heard the business <laughs> idea, I was like, but the, but going back to your point, the idea would have been better if they had only been given like a hundred grand or one million dollars, because then they would have been forced to be disciplined, to be smart. So be careful. It's possible. I mean, it's great if you can raise a lot of capital. My business partner Alex, that a lot of guys have seen on my show, he raised eighty million dollars. And he used it, and his company's made a billion dollars since they raised in the last decade. So, like, 
you know, he makes 200 million bucks a year. The company makes 200 million and it start needed 60 million equity, 20 million in debt. So it's not, but, but he's a unique, very disciplined guy. Some yeah. Scott Bridgman said, never, ever throw money at a problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I, Scott, I agree with you in general, but once in a while, are you throwing money? <laughs> if you want to get in a club or something, believe it or not, it, throwing it money at the bouncers sometimes works. And capital is a good thing. I mean, let's talk about capital for a minute. There are a lot of different types, right? Like, so most people think of capital and they're like, this is capital. And and really, there are many types of capital. So the one that we um, that we love is is human capital, right? So what you're earning right now, all those hearts, that's social capital. We all, we get these followers and we get these loves and these likes and we grow these networks and like that's a very meaningful thing. That's a yep. that's a thing that creates value, but it's quantified in hearts and thumbs and it's not really quantified in dollars necessarily. It is for the advertisers. Maybe it is for uh, your ability to sell something, but social capital is important because it's it's networking. Human capital is the thing that we think we've identified that you can earn money on that people are leaving on the table. So human capital is like your skills and your life experience and your knowledge and, and who you know, all the stuff. That's still that. Yeah, that's social capital. That's how attractive it's you like, are. It's like if you took Let's away face everything. It, good-looking people have more capital. <laughs> Zach uses his beauty capital yeah, to become yeah. a successful. Well, capital. well, that's usually a lure to get other people's capital. Do you use that? Has that been part of your? How much money have you, move. Zach? How much money have you raised with your beauty capital so far? How much money have you raised total in the last five years for? Uh, I'm definitely in the red. <laughs> on that <laughs> let's just leave it at that Zach's <laughs> so we use our capital every day most people are using their human capital on social media because they're giving away something they're giving away their knowledge like Ty shares so much knowledge and you benefit so many people and if we could take all that knowledge and we could package it up and make an asset out of it yep. we could then sell it and we could resell it and yep. so that's what Sense does Sense allows you to take all the stuff that you've done before and contributed digitally online and take all the stuff that you will do in the future and your ability to connect with other people and it rewards you for it. And not just make Mark Zuckerberg rich. You know, the youngest billionaire, self-made billionaire in history, it was Zach Quiz. All right, I'm going to give this $100. First person to answer, who is the youngest self-made billionaire in history? What's their name? Then you need the Jeopardy thing, man. That's Mark Zuckerberg. As, as no, sensei. no, no. You have to say the name right there. Keddy M. The name is Evan Spiegel. Evan Spiegel. By the time he was well, he was under twenty-five years old. He started Snapchat, and he was worth, I think, about one to two billion dollars before twenty-five. He married a supermodel recently, Miranda Kerr. He did. He's done pretty well in life. Although Snapchat right now is under major attack from Instagram stories. Let's talk about that for Can one I, little second. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of Snapchat versus Instagram? Do you have an opinion? So I'm from Venice, California, okay. Venice Beach. And Snapchat um, has a huge presence. They basically took over my old office as well as many others. Um, so on a personal level, you know, yeah. I feel that they're, uh, their company has expanded really quickly. On an application level... I think what they did was really, um, it has it's changed the world in the way that we connect in the same way that cryptocurrency does. I'm going to tie it around because um, you created ephemeral messages, right? So before, all of our data was constantly stored. Like no matter what you did, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, wherever you are, YFrog, the old image sharing network, like, you know, your stuff is there permanently. And Snapchat changed that model. And so they did one small, tiny thing that radically forever changed our perspective on how our data 
is, is shared. So I like what they've done. Uh, Instagram is the other side. I think Instagram, same thing. They radically, they did one feature and radically changed the way that we share, which is giving you the ability to make yourself look amazing and filter. It was simple, but it also... Do you use the Instagram filters? Oh, yeah. Snap filters? Uh, the snap filters are funny. I like to turn myself into a princess. <laughs> Zach does that too. No, no. I've I caught actually, him. I'm anti-facial recognition. What do you think about all of that going oh, on? Oh, yeah. Zach's super... Zach and his brother are super... Like into the theory that they're being monitored at all times. Well, no, no, have you not seen... so much that it's being monitored, but it's just the idea of I can now easily be identified. I'm giving over all of that data to yeah. so your facial to yeah, structure. Yeah. Well, and... well, here's the big secret, right? So, like Siri now, not Siri, the the Apple new software update. You can uh, have facial recognition do your emojis for you. Have you seen that? So you make a face. You make a face, and it puts the emoji right. Um, Francois, make a face. So, I love emojis. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Wait, we need to hear your voice, Francois. What, what's your favorite emoji? The unicorn. Nice. Why? I, because I'm sat opposite one. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was a compliment. Francois just called me a unicorn. You Her. know that I was, uh, I was part of that mission to get the unicorn as part of the emoji, a standard keyboard. One of my geeky secrets is... Uh, really? Yeah. My, so did it work? Yeah, there's, the there's, there's, a, there's a voting committee. So we get we just did the butterfly. You the, literally the unicorn, can the champagne, vote. Yeah, where's the, that at? The taco. You have to join the consortium. It's very uh, the prestigious. And can you use your beauty capital? Could I? I mean, will that help me? Zach, what emoji join? would you want? Um, What's emojis not there that you would add? Oh, like they gave you some oh, unicorn man, emojis. I think about that. I don't know. It's really like, give me a second. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Come on, Zach. Zach, I think, um, would have the funny... I think he'd have, like... <laughs> Zach did stand-up comedy yesterday, or two nights ago, and he pissed off the crowd in Hollywood because he was telling... I'm not even going to get into it because I don't <laughs> want the flack, but Zach I, loves to be non-politically correct. Whatever is politically co correct, Zach is doing the opposite and getting heckled from stage. <laughs> but I'm also getting cheered. So. Yeah, half of America... All the Donald Trump followers are yeah. cheering. No, 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 that's not. That's I don't, true. I don't bring up any. No, name, but like, I'm saying if you did the segment on the jokes you were doing. Oh, Zach was basically no, no because you. What was your the, basic joke that pissed so many people off? Uh, well, I was just expressing frustration and explaining how I'm starting to get really pissed off at transvestites because of Tinder. What's happening right. to you here so in LA? At first, they got all pissed <laughs> off. They're like, you know, it was very a very sensitive subject for me to be bringing up and talking about getting pissed off. This at. is at the Improv Laugh Factory uh, Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, they just, you know, you got so many people that get triggered easily out there. These these women were very easily triggered over the fact that I was annoyed at transvestites. But before I explained why it was, they once thought, you, once you explained why it was, they weren't so mad. And right, why right. are you getting mad? Because you're saying they're so pretty and they're on your Tinder, and you're accidentally yeah, going I'm, on I'm dates. I'm matching with a lot of transvestites because I just kind of swipe right. I don't read the profile and look into it, and it's confusing me. And because being from North Carolina, transvestites in the South are not good looking. They have mustaches. In, yeah, you can see them easily. And uh, I, I actually matched. I was telling the story last night. I matched with a, a transvestite on, I think it was Bumble, and... Uh, they gave me their phone number, so I called, and whenever uh, they answered, what was it we said last night? It sounded like Optimus Prime. 
on the other end. Like it was well, that, you know, hello. <laughs> that's when I went back and looked at the profile and it was like in transition. I thought, uh-oh. But did you have a good conversation? I hung up. Okay. You oh, did? No, no, I'm no, no, I'm That's not very that's kind. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, I'm just joking uh, about all of it. None of this has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Matching other humans is important. I mean, it's so... Have we lost? <laughs> Somebody said... All they said is, ha, 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 That's what somebody wrote. That is nice. the most descriptive. Somebody said, are you, Zach, a transvestite? Someone said, Crystal is pretty. Thank you. Now, all right, let's talk about, let's talk about that stuff, right? So what if you could take down all of the vanity layers of a person, all the stuff we see on social media, so Ty's beautiful face wouldn't be there, you would see nothing, and the only way that you could connect to him was through his brain. And so like you would that. connect to a person based on what they know, not who they know, and not where they came from, and not what they look like, and not what gender they are. So that's what Sensei does. Sensei matches you to people you're likely to have a good conversation with, no matter how old they are or young they are. It doesn't really matter. It's more about the Yeah, so the brain. you won't be able to discriminate anymore, right. Zach. There will still be a form of discrimination even in that model. You're saying because the dumb people will be discriminated against. Right. I mean... But at least it, that's it, a that's an intellectual form of discrimination, and then that that's more understandable. The judgment stuff that we have is like, I'm not going to talk to you because you're a chick. I'm not going to talk to you because, you know, you're too old or you're too young. And so if we take away that stuff and we look at what a person intrinsically has, that's the human capital stuff. Like, that's the thing I've built up that I'm really good at. It doesn't matter about the other parts. And I think that's the, the future. When we're all cyborgs, we can pick whatever body we want. What body would you pick? Francois would be a unicorn. <laughs> you would pick Francois or you would pick a unicorn? <laughs> Um, I would, uh, I would pick Trinity from the Matrix, if I could do anybody. Wait, yeah. what is Trinity? She's the girl in the Matrix. I know this is but you would take her my body favorite movie of all or time. her brain? I would take, or, or the blue body is an avatar. I would just go blue so everybody knows that I'm a full-on cyborg. Huh. But Avatar, were they cyborgs? Weren't but they more still, just like no, aliens? No, they were like aliens. They were more, yeah. but I, if you're saying anybody, I mean, Francois, no what would you be? I want to hear the great radio voice again. Come on, give us the UK. I have to. I have to come up with um. Who would I be? Yeah. For the intelligence or the body. The, the, the body. body. You have your intelligence. Oh, okay. Um, Cindy Crawford. You like Cindy Crawford. I like Cindy Crawford. But the young Cindy Crawford or the current Cindy Crawford? I think any Cindy Crawford's pretty fucking hot. What you know what I would she's be? Ninety-three. <laughs> I would be an iPhone. I'd come back as a piece of hardware. <laughs> Because it's like, <laughs> not, like maybe not like the screen necessarily, but it's so much more durable than the fleshy bodies that we have. But you'd be so small. <laughs> Although that could be used for. Well, I don't know. I've been having some problems with my iPhone as of late. So, and people could easily just they get angry and throw. You'd have a cracked screen. Yeah. yeah. I think. I, 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 no, please go ahead. No, it's I don't want to show. I don't want to interrupt you and be rude like you were to the person on Bumble. <laughs> Somebody said Christy. Yeah, Christy Brinkley. We need to be better here. If you guys want to see the best example of marketing you have ever seen, literally, there is an infomercial for this melon skin cream. It's based on, literally, they made it all, they made it very, uh, like, oh, we found this special melon extract. It's really a cantaloupe. They took <laughs> something from a cantaloupe. And they put it in the skin cream, and they did an infomercial with Christy Brinkley, who's like 50 or 60, and she's still beautiful. And it is the, it's so convincing. I wanted to buy it, but it's not for men. And I was just like, dude, this is amazing. And 
No, she's not 72. That's a, Somebody that's, said that's, she's That's discrimination. Yeah, I don't see why, a, why it has it? a cream. I mean, unless it has estrogen Because it in was it. literally like, built for, it's like cream for women. <laughs> I get so uh, whatever. Hey, I use That's I use oil of Olay. That is good marketing. I look humans are Believe humans. It or not, no, but it's I'm very seven. And look at me. You're fifty seven. I'm fifty seven, but I use oil of Olay uh, anti wrinkle cream. That is the only uh, brand Zach could think of. That's why he said oil of Olay. <laughs> Trust me, Zach does not. But what I was gonna say for all you marketing people, because we're talking about raising capital and all this stuff. At the end of the day, you have to know how to connect with people. And somebody said, Zach, you look sixty. <laughs> don't hurt Zach. Zach acts tough but he actually gets his feelings hurt <laughs> right. trust me no but one of the secrets to marketing there's something called the 25 cognitive biases so the way humans decide things you and I all think we're very logical or most people think they're logical but really the older I get and the more I see in marketing the more I realize basically nobody's logical or very few people there's a good book on this called Descartes error and it's all it's by a scientist who is saying that even the most logical person, if you understand how your brain works, your brain works emotionally. So it's it's chemicals being released, whether they be dopamine, uh, norepinephrine, all these things that make you decide things. So the simplest way, there's 25 like biases we have in our brain. So one of them, believe it or not, is liking bias or disliking bias. So if Adolf Hitler came and said, back from the dead, and said two plus two is four, and somebody everybody loves, I don't know, The Rock or Chrissy Teigen said two plus two is five, a lot of people would want to be like, I want to be on the side of The Rock because I like him and I don't want to go on Hitler's side even though logically Hitler's correct. So that's one of the psychological biases. So if you want to raise capital, you need to be likable. Believe it or not, I, I can't tell you. I mean, these are really good qualities to have. And, and Yeah, like but some people aren't. I've had people be like, a complete asshole text me like just being like, "Yo, I need to talk to you now. Answer your phone." And then I I talk to him, thinking it's some emergency. He's like, "Oh, will you help me raise capital?" I'm like, "No, you're a dick." Yeah, like asking for help is hard. Hey, hey asshole, will you help me? That's my it's approach. Uh, it's it's <laughs> so asking for help. Actually, if you start out the opposite way, if you if you offer help first, like yes. call Ty and be like, "Hey, uh, what can I help you with?" You know, what do you need? And and then it'll lead into so a lot better of a conversation. And then save the asshole for ass- <laughs> Hey, what can I help you I out mean, with, asshole? Asking for help is is a really challenging thing. We built a whole platform around it. You know, the first thing Sensei asks you to do is tell it what you want to talk about. Either you're gonna help somebody or you're gonna ask for help. And asking for help is the harder of the two things to do. But how, how which bias do you know which bias that is? There's two biases in your brain. There's really three in the, the out of the twenty five. One is called reward bias, like if you reward somebody by doing something for them. There's another bias called reciprocity bias. Basically, if somebody scratch, if you scratch somebody's back first, they're infinitely more likely to scratch your back back. And the third is called Kantian fairness, which is named after the famous philosopher Immanuel Kant, who basically said that humans are endowed with a certain sense of fairness. So, for example... A really big, let's take The Rock. If The Rock goes to Starbucks and there's a line and he really wants his coffee, he could just go to the front of the line and be like, I'm The Rock, I'm bigger, richer, and more famous than anyone here. And odds are probably nobody's going to confront him and pick a fight, right? But he's endowed with a basic sense of fairness that we get, Immanuel Kant, so we basically get it from childbirth, 
that we we understand that we're not the center of the universe. Although more and more people in the world are becoming narcissistic, but people stand in lines, and that means we have a sense of fairness. So if you want to raise capital, like Crystal's saying, you need to do a series of things. One of them is be a likable person. That's one of them. The second thing would be to do something for them first. Yeah. The third thing is, and then they have to give you the reciprocity back and they want to be fair. So And be genuine, right? Genuine. Like authenticity is really important. So, you know, if you're trying to give somebody something that they really don't want, that's not really helping them. Like that's the traditional swag. Like wear this terrible t-shirt with my big logo on it, you know, but we we're, we're working on creating things people do want um, or just genuinely, hey, I'm here for you anytime. Uh, call it in whenever you want, you know, but there's an authenticity to it. And there's, there's that genuine human element is really important. Treat everybody like they're your family because really they are. Now, let's talk about cryptocurrency side of thing. Somebody was asking. So you decided, you, you built this app and you decided to build it on what's called the blockchain. Okay. Are you using Ethereum? We are. So it's the Ethereum blockchain. Okay. And, yeah. uh, there's different blockchains, by the way, guys. Bitcoin is the is Bitcoin's the one that everybody the most knows. Famous. Yeah. Um, Your husband's working on his own. It's his own, right? It's, uh, it's going to be its own blockchain protocol, right? Well, uh, EOS, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are many chains. I think right now the yeah, how many the, are there? How many different blockchains are there? Well, there are there are several. So you can you can do two things. One, you can uh, build on top of an existing chain. So you can use Bitcoin or you can use Ethereum. And then when you're on that network, you have to uh, deal with either their transaction cost. It's called gas. It, it's the stuff that you put in the tank to make the network run. Um, or you have to deal with their transaction time. For Bitcoin, it's really small. Bitcoin's, uh, Bitcoin's slow. Very slow. Ethereum's next. Um, or you build your own chain. That's the, the second option. And if you build your own chain, that's a really big endeavor. There are very few really good blockchain developers out in the world. Uh, most of them are working on their own project right now. Um, and, and it's an option. There's a, The chains are going to be connected together soon. This is the geeky parts um, through... Uh, a new a new technology coming out called Polkadot. Uh, but at the moment, Ethereum is the top one that people are building on like we did um, because it's the, the easiest to use, most ubiquitous. And so there's probably, I'd say, like somewhere between one and 3,000 um, new yeah. coins that are now on top of Ethereum. So basically, people, what people do, so you have this, we'll take Ethereum, for example. Bitcoin, by the way, is still by far the most traded coin, uh, the most traded it cryptocurrency. Just, it just hit over $100 billion in market cap. So yeah. when And we, daily trading is like yeah. six times, seven times, I think, higher than Ethereum. But Ethereum is number two. Well, Bitcoin is kind of like a foundational core of cryptocurrency. It's the thing that people are holding. Um, yes. And, and so if you're looking at like the consumer market, like when are people going to be spending, right? Yeah, so they're gonna be probably spending Bitcoin. Well, today, I think they're going to be spending Ethereum more. more okay. Yeah, because in a retail market or in a consumer setting, you need fast transactions. I think right. Bitcoin's more like the slower, like hold. So you think Bitcoin of, will be where they store the value? I think so. And I think Bitcoin holding. is also scarce, which is why there's so uh, so many people interested in it. There are 21 million total coins ever to be minted. And with Sense, we already have 22 million coins in circulation today. And that's where we're, uh, we're giving the value. So those 22 million coins are going to be worth $2.2 million uh, equivalent when the uh, when we're done raising the token sale, the end of the ICO. By the way, to get it, you go to... Sense, just like, you know, common sense, sensetoken.com, sensetoken.com, in six days, 
but you can sign up now. You can, but you can't actually get the token yet. And then you click the little button here called Get More, Get Notified, and then you put in your email, and you're going to get an email back with a, and then you can click and put in my referral code tie, yeah. and then you will get a chance to get some of the two point two million dollars worth of coin. It's going to be worth. Two point two million. Well, how, so, how are you how are you pricing it? There are two there are two ways to get it. There are actually three ways to get it. If you're a developer, I'll mention those. If anybody's a developer on here, I'll mention the third way. But there's there are two ways to get it. Uh, one is you can do what Ty just said, and you can go to the Sense Token website. You're going to buy it, and so you're going to buy, be buying it at a discount. Yes. So basically, when it comes out, let's say that the that the uh, the price set today is ten cents per coin, which is why two. 22 million coins is going to become $2.2 million. You will be able to buy at 10 cents. Uh, when we give you a discount, it'll essentially be 8 cents. So you're getting 20% discount right. if so, you get in. Or depending on the volume and depending on your place in line, might be less, might be 9 cents. Um, and then that's one way. So one way is to buy it. The second way and the way that people have it today is to earn it. You can get it for free. So you go to Sensei, S-E-N-S-A-Y. Yep. You can find Sensei Bot in Facebook Messenger or on Telegram. Those are the two best ones that I like to use. You're using um, Telegram. Telegram's trying to compete with WhatsApp. Yeah, basically. I love Telegram. You, you like can, it better than Telegram WhatsApp? Telegram is like, well, because Telegram has features like Snapchat. It, it yeah. explodes your messages. You can uh, delete things and make it. It's very secure, too. And also, yeah, it's not stored. Yeah. Central stored. So if you're... Have you used the bots on uh, there? There's you can play poker with your friends. There's a lot of different chat bots that exist on all of these different. Messenger messengers. was started by that Russian guy too. What's his name? I forget. There's this Russian entrepreneur. He's like 30 years old, and he's kill- he started like the Google of Russia and all this stuff. Someone said her voice is really smooth. I enjoy listening to her. Oh, that's very sweet. I like Francois's voice. She's my favorite. Francois, voice. we need more voice. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> Smooth jazz radio. Hey, be radio. careful with that voice. We got a lot of teenage boys. You're going to have a whole set of fans. Nice. It's always nice. nice to have a fan base. Francois likes attention. She's shy. You, you, know, might, they're, they're, you might be able to chat with Francoise if you sense it might come to her, her yeah, phone. You might, just have to put in, I want to talk to a unicorn. Let's, put it, let's give some money away. All right, here's a question for you. What price did I say or did... Crystal say she's going to launch. Let's do this for Instagram. Instagram, only on Instagram. What price is the sense token going to be offered before the discount? Let's go. 10 cents. There we go. Let me get a uh, wins. 100 bucks. Hard cold cash. We're going to give you digital currency. She's going to give digital. What would you rather have? Hard cold cash or digital cryptocurrency? Some kind of crypto. What do you like about both? Because, I mean, there's some advantage of having old-school fiat U.S. dollars or pounds. Like, you can literally go and get sushi right now, or you can sure. buy an airplane ticket. Okay, well, let's But talk, what's the advantage of coins? Let's talk about coins. both. Okay. So, okay, if I put this in my pocket right now, yep. this digital money, um, it's the same thing, essentially, as if I put this in my pocket. iPhone, you're going to give away one, right? We'll give yep, away this we're going to give away an iPhone. Um, so... Okay, so these two things are equally secure. Uh, both could be stolen. Both could be lost. Um, so I could put $10,000 in my pocket or I could put $10,000 on my phone and cryptocurrency. The difference is um, I have a private key on the phone, right? Yep. So I could lose the phone, but my cryptocurrency is still secure. Um, nobody else can access it. And uh, there's one more element. If you have this cash, it's 
difficult for you to do anything with it other than hold it and spend it unless you want to put it in a bank account. And if you put it in a bank account, now you're going to start losing pieces of it because the fees are going to add up and it's going to be very difficult to buy anything online. Basically, the top place where you want to do commerce is inaccessible. So digital currency really is going to be, is going to be the way that we do everything. We're going to want to keep control of our money. We don't want to give it away and put it in a bank or, you know, maybe we don't want people to know that we have this cash. We earned it doing something, uh, you know, that maybe we don't want Zach. to, we don't want a paper trail, right? And digital currency offers the same thing. Pablo it's, Escobar. It's just like cash, but it's better. Yes. And the other thing with blockchain, so the, the, the people get confused about a few things. You have Bitcoin, you have, because these are the words you hear people throwing out. Bitcoin first, because the average person doesn't know about Ethereum, ETH, or any of the alternative coins. They call them altcoins. So you got Bitcoin, you got blockchain, and you have cryptocurrency. So the simplest way to understand that is blockchain is the technology behind it that's going to make this thing work. So instead of holding this cash right here that I have in my hand, this $10,000 cash, you're going to have, like she said, a, this is in the future, okay, five years from now, 10 years from now. Some people are already doing it, but most people aren't. You're going to have a little private code. Do not forget this code. <laughs> yeah. Because if you forget this code, you could have $100 million. If you get amnesia, uh, nobody can access it. You lose That's it like all. That's my uncle. Well, he was given some Bitcoin a couple of years back, and he doesn't even... Are you serious? Yeah, oh, man, he doesn't he know had, how to, where it's at. He probably oh has my like God. 10, $10 million. That's $10 million. You know, um, I, can, I ask, can I ask them a question that okay. they can earn... Uh, or money on? Yes. Can I give them some cents? Yep. Or we can give them your money or my money. Um, uh, do you know what the first purchase was? The first purchase that ever happened through Bitcoin? Pornography. Pornography. <laughs> yeah, yo. Everything starts with porn. Pizza, that person right there. Pizza? Pizza. And, and the, the, amount, the, amount that they, the amount that they sent, it was, um, I think it was Papa John's and I think it was in New York, but that could be validated by somebody who has an internet connection. Um, and it would be worth today uh, $20 million. Oh my. So the they amount that they spent on pizza, <laughs> yeah, it's $20 million. Um, I think it was 10,000 Bitcoins. 10,000 right? Bitcoins, so, which is now, where, right now, uh, Bitcoin is up as high as it's been. It's it passed $6,000 yeah. a while ago. And it used to, what, what were they, it was, at first it was worth, what did it start out at? Well, at zero, right? So mining Bitcoin meant that yeah. you were um, participating in the network. You you took your time and your processing power, and you did these transactions. And in the early, you know, 2009, it was like maybe a dollar, a dollar fifty, went up to two dollars. But the, it's only as valuable as the money people are willing to exchange for it. Yes. So that is... that's the other thing is like this cash is only good in our country. Like is, even though we think that everyone wants more. USD. When you go to Fiji, for instance, like really, they do want you to uh, do the exchange, and then you lose the percentage because yep. you have to exchange it, and you go through the process of having to exchange it back when you leave. So it's not global, and cryptocurrency is global. Everybody can use it. Yep, it transcends borders, and this is why it's controversial. You see top people on both sides. So you see people like Ray Dalio, who is anti cryptocurrency, or he says it's a Ponzi scheme. Then you see people like Bill Gates that says, you know, he says, look, no one's going to be able to stop this cryptocurrency thing. Governments aren't. You see China, they banned ICOs, and the price of cryptocurrency went up. Russia just banned it, but they also, they went out and they created their own cryptocurrency, which I thought was very funny. Well, Peter right. Thiel likes it. So it depends. Now, do you think it's in a bubble? People were asking, is crypto, Bitcoin, ETH, is all these ICOs just a bubble? 
Um, there's, it depends on what you're, what you're saying is a bubble, right? So like ICOs, the reason that they got banned is because regulatory constraints, like the regulations can't get around it fast enough. This is why I'm on the ICO Governance Foundation. We're working to create standards in essentially the Wild West. This is a decentralized environment. Um, this is a place where we sort of create the rules, and so it's up to us to create standards around them. Um, I think that it's, it's a bubble in the sense of all of the ones that are raising money for the sake of raising money are going to, it's going to pop. At some point, that's going to burst. So you mean raising money for bad business ideas, Right, or, or no business idea at all, like selling yeah. something and not delivering. If you, a big red flag, and, you know, by the way, if you're raising capital, this is a big red flag to investors. If you have a business plan that is either so far out, like, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, embed... Uh, chips into the brain that can, you know, implant the taste of food and it's going to happen through the iPhone in the next two years. Like that's, nobody's going to believe that. Um, or we're getting to Saturn, right? And we're going to colonize it. And that's our big goal. Like it's just too far away of a, of a roadmap. You've got to be really more realistic about what you're executing on. Yeah. And yours, the good thing about the sense, what I thought was interesting about Crystal's uh, ICO is that it's for something that's already actually being used over 3 million people have already accessed this bot this artificial intelligence bot on iPhones on message on messenger apps on Facebook apps on um, telegram so you're raising money in a smarter way because and people putting money it's not a there's no guarantees no one knows exactly where your coin valuation will go but it is better in my experience for example in real estate it's less risky to invest in real estate that has activity behind it. So if you ask a smart real estate person, what's the riskiest real estate that you can invest in? What's the answer? Because there's different types of real estate. And the answer is raw land. If you buy raw land, like there's tremendous upside. Some of the biggest final profit deals that people have made come from raw land. I, I had a mentor and in in an investor in one of my companies years ago who would take raw land he did it in Portland, Oregon a lot. That was his main place. And he would build skyscrapers. So he would take a raw piece of land downtown, buy it, and then he would get an architect and he would go through all the planning committees and he would make 50 to $100 million when he was done. But After how long? Uh, it took him, let's say, five years. But the thing is, this is, a, this is a true story. I was in his office. First time I went to his house, he had a huge house. He had 30, 40,000 square foot house. So this house that I'm in, 16,000 square feet, it's pretty big. But this guy's house was double. I never even saw it all. He gave me one wing. He's like, you can stay in this wing of the house. And I was waiting for him. He said, wait here in my office. And there was a bill on, the, on his desk. And I couldn't help but see it. And it was $500,000. It was a legal lawyer. It was a lawyer bill. And I, he came in, and I was like, man, that's a pretty big. It was for one month, by the way. It wasn't a year's bill. And I was like that's a big bill. And he goes, yep. You know, that was for a real estate deal. And I said, how much money did you make when you, that you invested 500,000 in the legal? He goes, oh, that deal fell through. I ended up not doing anything. And I was like, wait a sec, you put 500 grand. And he looked at me, I'll never forget. He goes, Ty, business takes balls. He goes, this is how it works. I put 500, it cost me on average due diligence, half a million bucks per deal that I do. Out of every 10 deals, only one of them works. Okay, nine of them. So he puts in nine times 500 grand. That's $4.5 million. 
one of them works, and it makes him 50 to 100 million, and he said his profit is roughly 25 million. And he goes, you know what? There's only me and one other guy in this state that have the balls to do these deals. Maybe it's a woman, by the way. And so when it comes, so going back to this whole conversation, if you're doing really risky deals, just realize nine out of 10 of them will fail. If you buy a condo or an apartment or a business like what Crystal's already created, the odds are much lower that it will fail because it already has customers. Or if you buy a duplex that's already rented out to two people, maybe you'll overpay a little bit, but there's constant cash flow coming in. So anyway, that's my general business two cents. Yeah, the real estate is amazing as an investment. I think that's always going to be the foundational core. Humans are always going to need a place to live. The challenge with real estate, because I own some, is liquidity. Right. right. So I put my money in and it has to sit there for at least five years before I'm going to get some kind of meaningful return. Unless you live in Venice Beach where I live, we've had a really amazing influx. I guess maybe, you know, thank you to all the tech companies that have moved in. Um, and, and the city's growing really rapidly. But it's liquidity is the hard part there. And liquidity is also the hard part for venture capitalists. So if you're raising capital, they have to look at your company like, hey, this is going to be at least five years until you're going to exit or provide me some meaningful return. Right. And that's the difference with what cryptocurrency does. The hackers are, uh, when they see the word crypto, the hackers yeah, come in. Hey, happens. by the way, if you are a developer here, uh, I will tell you that third way of how to make some sense. Um, What's the third way? Code? Yeah. So there's so there's the three ways. The first way we talked about was you can buy it. Um, and the second way is actually much easier. You can earn it. You can get it for free. So that's uh, Sensei, the bot. If you go to S-E-N-S-A-Y, bot. You know what I'm going to make, by the way? This is what I'm going to do. Go to, I'm going to make a special redirect, tylopez.com slash sense like s-e-n-s-e remind maya to do that and we'll redirect it we got a minute and 44 seconds left so let me just let's wrap up with this tylopez.com slash s-e-n-s-e sense like common sense when you click that it's going to redirect you to her page click the little link to get notifications it'll send you this redemption or this little code place put in tie that won't hurt you yeah and it'll and it will allow you to get access potentially some of this two point two million. Now let's give away this iPhone. Yeah, we got this because we got to do it in one minute. So here is the question. The question is, dun, 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 I'm gonna make it real easy. Is it gonna go very, very, very fast? Somebody said she's beautiful. Thank you. Okay. <sighs> da, 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 da. What? How many ways can you earn sense coin? One to ten ways. How many can you? First person to say it is getting this iPhone. There we go. Boom. Jan DeRay on Twitter. Nice. There's three ways. Now to I have to tell them the third way. So that Programmers. The yeah, the third way is you can contribute. Any developer can build a bot. We will give you sense. We will give you um, a, a number, maybe 100,000. We have numbers uh, ranging depending on your programming skills. And if you want to build a bot... Uh, just go to sensetoken.com slash developers, and we will let you uh, into the pre-sale early so you get to have access early and you get to build on the network. Tylopez.com slash sense. Yeah. Okay, Crystal, Francois, can we get a final voice? Goodbye and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, say goodbye. Somebody said tie for governor. I don't want to be governor. They said tie for president before. See ya. Bye. Later.
Zach is trying to do his Light, uh, beetle, Beatles. Light, uh, <laughs> see you later. All right, see you guys. Ty, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you.